1: One of the hardest things about finding out that your partner has had an affair is the shame and embarrassment talking about it because it makes you feel like you did something wrong, that somehow you weren't good enough and that you didn't keep them happy. And there's such a misperception in the world around what affairs are like and what it means when somebody has had an affair. That's why I have created a monthly support group for women who have been betrayed by their partner. It's for women who are really ready to move through the grief and the pain in a healthful way so they can claim what's possible for them on the other side of infidelity and betrayal as quickly and as healthfully as possible. And part of that is having community, having community with people who were positive. There are so many online support groups where everybody's just really negative and grouchy and they just vent their own pain and they vomit their pain all over you. And this group is nothing like this. This group is honest. Yes, we're honest. But it's also about support and community and holding each other and building each other up. If this sounds like something that you would be interested in, go to www.flourishafterinfidelity and sign up. When you sign up, you'll immediately get the Zoom link to our next meeting, and then you will be in the loop and you will know when each monthly meeting is about to occur. I really look forward to having you there, to building this community of strong women together. Once again, it's www.FlourishAfterInfidelity.com, and we'll see you at our next meeting. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Have you been struggling lately? Relationship issues impact every area of your life. When I found out about my husband's infidelity, I was so devastated. I could barely function. Sleeping was impossible because I couldn't shut off my brain. Eating was a challenge because I felt nauseous all the time, and for the first month or so, everything felt pointless. Whether you're having trouble sleeping, feeling hopeless, or just can't focus, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you can talk to your therapist in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that might not be available in your area. Just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you'll be matched with a therapist in under 24 hours. Then you can schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I know that confidentiality was important for me, especially early on when I couldn't even get my own mind wrapped around what was happening. And it was so comforting to be able to speak with someone candidly about everything I was going through to validate that what I was feeling and experiencing was completely normal. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced help. Therapist. Special offer to flaunt. Create a life you love after. Infidelity and betrayal listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash better help, flaunt. That's betterhelp.com slash flaunt f l a u N T. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. Hello, welcome to Flaunt. Find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal. I'm Laura Cheadle, and I have been so excited to do this show. It's not even funny. Today, we are going to talk about why you hate the other woman and why you might actually be more angry at them than you are at your cheating partner. So if you have had that experience where you are so angry and where you blame them and where you still kind of want to defend your partner, then this is the show for you. But before we get into that topic, which is a really good, juicy, and important topic, let me tell you a tiny bit more about me and why you should be listening to this show. As I said earlier, I'm Laura Cheadle, and yes, I am a survivor of infidelity. My husband cheated on me for 15 years with five different women, and I never suspected a thing. Yes, it was the absolute worst, most painful, godawful thing that ever happened to me. And yet, it turned out to be an invitation to a glorious new kind of life that I had never anticipated. Surprisingly, five years later, my husband and I actually are back together again He has done a lot of work, I have done a lot of work, and we have done a lot of work. So yes, I absolutely know what you are going through, and I am here to help. So if you like this show, please subscribe, like, leave a review, or share it with somebody that you know Who could use this information? Because if you look at the statistics, infidelity or betrayal happens in most relationships. I know that's a horrible stat, but the problem is so many people don't want to talk about it. So many of us who have been betrayed, we feel the shame, we feel the guilt, we don't want to talk about it, and we don't reach out and get the help that we need. So you can do your part by sharing the information here and helping people like you, like me, who have been betrayed. And then if you want to reach out to me individually, please do. You can go to my website, AffairRecoveryForWomen.com, and you can get information on my coaching program. What makes me different and unique from other counselors or therapists or coaches is part of my coaching package includes 24-7 access to me. No, I will not respond to you necessarily in that moment, but you have the ability to reach out to me anytime, any day, and fill me in on what is going on with you in the moment. Not only can you, but I encourage you to because some of our most profound insights and shifts happen in the middle of the night, in some random afternoon when you have found yet another piece of evidence. And that's what really makes me different is I encourage you to reach out and talk to me in the moment so you're not waiting another week for an appointment, so you're not waiting for the sun to come up. I encourage you to talk it all out to me in the moment. And then I will respond to you and together we can get that figured out. So to me, when I was going through my journey, that was the thing that I craved more than anything, was somebody that I could just pour my heart out to in the moment. And that is what you can get when you work with me. Not only do we have a monthly appointment, but you get that 24-7 access and response from me whenever you need it. Again, AffairRecoveryForWomen.com. You can find out more information, but reach out. Do not suffer alone. And now, on to the content of today's show, the other woman and why we hate her so bad and why in certain situations we even hate her more than we hate our cheating partner. righty, let's get into the meat of this show. There are several reasons why we are more angry with the other woman than we are at our spouse. First and foremost, the reason that we are more angry with somebody else and not our spouse is because we still love our spouse. It doesn't matter (laughs) what they've done to us. We don't fall out of love instantaneously. Just like you grow into love, you also grow out of love. So when we find out that our partner has been unfaithful, even though there's that anger, there's that rage, there's that pain, there's all of those horrible emotions that come up, they still are our partner. We still belong to them. They still belong to us. We are still in this together. And there's all of that conditioning in history of we have each other's back. And even when they do something so horrible and so egregious, like they have just done when they cheat on us, it's really hard to, in a heartbeat, in a moment, throw that away and suddenly be mad at them. We will naturally look for somebody else to blame. We will naturally look for a cause, a reason why, because we're seeking that understanding. And as part of that, we are still protecting them. Just like when your kid or even your dog or your friend or somebody that you love and trust does something wrong, our first reaction is, oh, no, 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 no. And then we always look for evidence that supports our belief of that they really were a good person. It's that confirmation bias. Confirmation bias is we see and we look for information that supports beliefs that we already have. And if we loved our partner enough to commit ourselves and our life to them, We still love them, and we are going to naturally look for information that supports that. We're going to look for any reason why what they did wasn't of their choosing. And that also protects our psyche, too. Because if we think that it truly was a choice that they made that was going to hurt us, Ouch. That's salt on the wound. That's making things so much worse. So, in an attempt to protect ourselves, we're going to look for evidence that says it's not really their fault, it's somebody else's fault. Somebody else did this because we love them. Because we still want to root for them and to have them be the good person, we are going to look for evidence that says "Mm -mm, they were manipulated. They were talked into this. They wouldn't have done this but for her manipulation. Big swallow. (laughs) All of that doesn't negate anything. It doesn't enhance anything. It just is what it is. It is our mind seeking information. Was our partner manipulated? Probably. Did they also make some choices that would knowingly hurt us? Probably. It's all of the above. That's what's so complicated about infidelity is (sighs) It's always all the things. It's always all the things. A person cheats because they're hurt. Hurt people hurt people. There's a lot of understanding that we can have in this situation. And sometimes the understanding helps. And sometimes it doesn't. And that's what happens around our feelings towards the other woman. We start hating her because she manipulated. She caused them to do something that they ordinarily wouldn't have done. And maybe she didn't. We also hate them because it causes us to compare ourselves to another woman. And we hate comparison. Nobody loves comparison. All women feel insecure at times. You cannot live in our society and not be insecure with your weight or your hair or your wrinkles or something like that at some point in time. Because we are so culturally conditioned to compare ourselves. And the health industry, the beauty industry, the fitness industry, magazines shove images at us photoshopped images of women that look nothing like us and we are constantly being told that we are unworthy so we have spent our lifetime battling the comparison comparisonitis and struggling not to compare ourselves to other women we have spent our lives saying i'm good enough and my health is good and my weight is good and my hair is good and my wrinkles are good we have spent our whole life Battling comparison. And then we finally get this partner and we're in this relationship and we trust each other and we can let our hair down and we can show up without our spanks, and we can show up as we are and we no longer have to worry about being perfect and we're comfortable. And then all of a sudden, bam, this bomb drops and we find out that they've been cheating on us. And where does our mind go? back to comparing ourselves to other women. And we go, oh my God, I can't go there again. Was I wrong for letting myself believe that I am a bigger, stronger, better person by not comparing myself? Why do I have to be back into this again? Why am I back into this junior high, high school mode of having to compete with other women for men? Oh my God. And it flies in the face of everything that we have worked to overcome since we were, what, 13 years old? Because suddenly we're brought back to our most insecure moment. Suddenly, once again, we are the unpopular girl trying to compete with all these other girls and not being able to do it. And it just rips the scab off of so many old wounds. And it causes our insecurities to flare. And you know, I don't know if it's better or worse if the affair partner is pretty or ugly. Because if the affair partner is younger, thinner, prettier, smarter, whatever, yes, every single insecurity goes up. But if the the affair partner is not younger, thinner, prettier, smarter, all of that, then we're left in this quandary of like, oh my God, how low must I be if my husband chose her over me? And that's a whole big mind warp too. Because we want to make sense of things. So we want to look at the affair partner in some cases and say, well, I see how perfect they are. And of course, I would have chosen them over me, too. That makes sense. But when we look at them and go, ew, that doesn't make sense at all. What does she have that I don't have? Then that sends our minds spiraling down a whole other rabbit hole that's really hard to climb out of. So, before I move on to the next reason why we hate the affair partner so much more sometimes than we hate our spouse, I want to address that. I want to address what the other woman looks like and tell you that it doesn't matter. And I truly, from the bottom of my heart and from the bottom of my soul, mean that their looks don't matter. What matters is that they were available and they were willing. They were available, and they were willing, and they could have looked any way. And they could have been smart or not smart, or pretty or not pretty, or old or young or thin or fat or whatever. It doesn't matter. There is not one characteristic, personality-wise, body-wise, that matters. The only thing that matters is that they were one, available, and two, willing. And I know that to be a fact, for sure. They are available and they are willing. And that is the only thing that matters. Because when somebody cheats, they are doing it because they are in pain, whether it's emotional pain or something else, hurt people, hurt people, and they are reaching out to anybody Could massage that pain. They are reaching out to anybody who is available and willing in that moment to validate them or to give them whatever it is that they can't provide themselves in the moment. And it's not that you did anything wrong, and it's not that you're not good enough in bed. It's not that you are not a scintillating conversationalist. It's not that you have stretch marks from those three kids that you had. It's not that you've gained weight or fallen out of shape or dressed funny or used to sleep apnea machine at night. It's none of that. It is that your partner was in pain and did not have the balls or the courage enough to express his pain in a constructive, healthful way. So he cheated. By connecting with the first available and willing partner that was out there. So it is my greatest hope that you hear, and I mean really hear what I said, so you can let yourself off of the hook, so you can stop comparing yourself to her, and so you can let go of any pain. That has been created from that. Her looks don't matter. She was available and willing. And your partner, for some reason, was hurt enough that he was not able to communicate his pain. Chances are he wasn't even consciously aware that he was in pain and that he was hurting and that he was unable to express his pain. And none of that is your fault. It might be your problem now that it's already happened because now you have to deal with it and seek learning and seek understanding, but it was not your fault. And what the other woman does or does not look like does not matter to you. Do not compare yourself because there is no way to compare. Now, the second thing that I want to say around that in my case, all of the other women were objectively not quality women. I wanted to say skanky, and then I'm like, no, 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 don't get mean and judgy, Laura. <laughs> let's, let's be objective. And the other reason I pause around this is I truly believe we are all souls and that we are all worthy. And that all humans have that inherent worth within them. And with that as the underlying basis, some people make really quality decisions and seek a quality life and seek to better themselves and seek to better the world. And it's not that they are better people for it, because all souls are souls and all souls are the same. However, they are better humans. There are good people out there and there are not so good people out there. And the not-so-good people out there are the ones who are in pain, and they seek to bring other people down. They're jealous. They're envious. They lie. They steal. And not to excuse their behavior, but to explain that the reason people lie and cheat and steal is because they're envious and they're insecure. They are so insecure. And they seek to tear other people down to make themselves feel better. They might see what they want, but they don't know how to go after it, or they don't have the wherewithal to go with it, or the... again, I'm like struggling because I don't want it to be judgmental. They want something, but they want the easy they want the easy way out. They might say, "I really, really, really want a thousand dollars." but they're not going to put in the time to go to work to make it. They would much rather just steal something and sell it because, bam, it's instant $1,000. So many of the women who are the affair partners want our lifestyle. They want our success. They want our beauty. They want our family. They want our relationship. They want our homes. They want our cars. They want our lifestyles. They want to be us. And instead of doing the self-reflection and cultivating worth within themselves and cultivating relationships and doing the hard work to cultivate and create the kind of lifestyle that they want, they just look at us and say, yeah, that's what I want. So I'm just going to step into it because I think that's what it takes. It just takes having that partner. It just takes me stepping into it. That's all it is. And they think they can walk into our homes and our families and just have everything because they don't see that we've worked for it. They see that it's available and that it's their turn and that they're entitled to it. It's kind of an entitlement thing. Instead of working for it, they just want to step in and take it. And dating somebody's husband, having an affair with somebody's husband seems to be the best way to do that for them. Because they can look and they can see, oh, he's already this way and she's already this way. I will just step in and fit that mold and then my life will be good. And from the man's point of view, from the cheating husband's point of view, the affair partner he attracts, and this is important. The affair partner that he picks, the affair partner that he attracts, is how he feels about himself on the inside. The quality of the woman that your cheating partner has an affair with is representative of how he feels about himself on the inside. Whoa! Think that one through. That's his level. That is how bad he feels about himself. I just said the woman is insecure and uncapable and unworthy and doesn't know how to generate this. So she's just going to take, 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 take and try to fit herself into this mold. That's empty. That's hollow. Your husband feels that empty and that hollow. That's why they attracted each other. That's that resonant frequency. My husband selected really, really pathetic women. Because he felt really pathetic within himself. He felt pathetic that he couldn't identify what was wrong He couldn't identify why he felt so bad in life and in his marriage. He didn't understand that and he felt incapable and totally pathetic because he couldn't create the changes that he desired. So what did he attract? Another woman who felt pathetic and wanted something different in life, but had no idea how to create the changes that she desired. They each wanted the easy way out. They each wanted somebody else to fix things for them. Affair partners attract because of the ickiness, their garbage attracts the other person's garbage. And yes, I know this might sound judgmental, and it is not my intention to sound judgmental because we all, we all fall into that place. We all get worn down sometimes. We all get defeated. We all get resentful. We all get bitter. We all make really bad choices at certain times in our lives. And when we do, we attract other people who are also bitter and resentful and making really bad choices in their lives. Think about it. Whether it's an addiction, addicts attract other addicts, Successful people attract other successful people, people that can't hold on to a job, attract other people that can't hold on to a job. You know those those phrases like "water seeks its own level. And again, it's judgmental, but it's not when you step back and see it's where you're vibrating. It's what your point of attraction is. You connect. There's another phrase too on the on the upside of it is, When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. We resonate with people who have our same pain. So if you think about what was going on when your partner had an affair, you two probably were not connected. You two were not resonating at the same frequency. You two are not attracting each other. Now, you could have been struggling with your own challenges, or you could have been really in a good place. And it doesn't matter. It's just that you are not in the same place. And that's why this affair partner came in and was attracted with your spouse. Their garbage attracted garbage-like attracts like. So you are angry with her, one, <laughs> because it opens all of the old wounds and it makes you have to compare yourself. And then you have to do all this work to figure out what does that comparison really mean? And what does it say about her? And what does it say about me? And what does it say about my husband? And all it says is you don't have to compare yourself to anybody because that's not a game you have to ever play. And if you choose to, which you sure can, please know that it wasn't between you and her ever. It was between who matches with your husband's garbage the most. And if she matches with your husband's garbage the most right now, then honey, they can go garbage and jam together because it's time to move on and to continue to elevate and to build yourself up because they attract an affair partner who represents how they feel about themselves on the inside. And yes, you still may be defending your husband because you love him, because you're used to being in a cohesive partnership. And now the third big reason why you hate the affair partner that has nothing to do with sex, by the way, nothing to do with sex or the relationship. It has to do with the whole unspoken girl code or woman code. Now, if you're anything like me, you've noticed there are two types of women in the world. There are probably two types of people in the world, but because we're talking about the other woman, let's just call it women. There's the kind of women that lift you up and have your back and take care of you. And then there's the kind of woman that will stab you in the back and tear you down and climb all over you in an attempt to reach the top. You've probably noticed women will either say, I hate working with other women. I can never trust them. I don't have any good female friends and I just, I can't do that. Or the other kind that says, I've got a ton of female friends. I really love supporting my friends. Nobody else understands women like women. I always get along best with women and I trust women more. And that's just reflective of two different things. First, your life experience, but also the kind of person that you might be inside. Historically speaking, women have been under men. Throughout history in all parts of the world, women have been in positions where they can't own property, they can't inherit, they can't drive. they have to wear a certain amount of cl- um, clothing. they can't wear certain, they can't wear pants. They can't get jobs, they don't have equal pay for equal work. Women have always been under men. Always. We have been the lower class. Now again, I recognize there's subclasses and there's intersections and all of that. but just for simplicity, we're just talking about men and women. And women have always been under men. So as part of this lower class, women can do one of two things. They can bond because together we rise. They can bond. They can have each other's back. They can bring up other women in the workforce. They can support other women at home, raising families at church with kids. If you look back to some of the um, indigenous cultures, the women raised each other's kids. They would nurse each other's kids. They would watch each other's kids when other women were at the watering hole or grinding. Everything was done in a collaborative, cohesive way. Because it was better for everybody. It was more enjoyable for everybody. Then with a whole industrial revolution and we started you know moving indoors and creating different lifestyles and women at first couldn't work and now they can work there's kind of been this toss up between in order for a woman to succeed she has to act like a man and acting like a man means putting down other women so there are some women who bought into that paradigm and in order to rise they subjugated women as well too They had the attitude and the belief that I got here. And now I am part of the good old boys club and I am a boy myself. And I'm doing all the things that other men do, which includes put down other women, not promote other women, not ask other women for advice. And that happened for a while. (laughs) And then things have started to shift. We're learning more about the feminine way of doing business. We're learning more about why the traditional way white men do things is not good for anybody who is not a white man. And we're opening up. We're becoming broader in our ways of thinking. And yet still, there are women out there who will not support other women. Going back again to junior high, to high school, to college, to whatever it is, we all knew the women, the girls, who would steal our boyfriends. We all knew the women who would not. We all knew the women and girls who had our backs and would walk with us and wouldn't leave us alone at the party and would act as our wing woman, and we all know the women who wouldn't. And if you're anything like me, you cultivated friendships and a support network with other women who you were willing to support because they supported you, and it did become a very secure network. And then when somebody violates that girl code, when somebody violates that woman code, it just takes you back. And it's a sucker punch because women should always have the other woman's back. Because even though things have gotten better, they are still not perfect. And we are still underneath men. And that's a whole other level of betrayal. Being betrayed by another woman is a whole other level of betrayal. And it's real and it's significant. And it doesn't matter if you're the kind of woman who has always been wary of women and doesn't trust women. Or if you're the kind of woman who's like, no, I am sisterhood all the way. It's still a violation. And whether it is feeding an already pain-filled belief that other women can't be trusted, or whether this is the first slap in the face where another woman has truly let you down and you just can't believe it, it's significant and it's real. Betrayal by a woman is real. And then when you think about all the different ways that another woman could betray you. Sure, at work, it's different than at home. Because again, they know you. All women should know and do know that we still don't have the upper hand. That we're still struggling for equal pay. That we still have the bulk of the emotional labor at home. That we still do most of the domestic tasks and chores. And when another woman can look at you and see everything that you are doing and trying to create and sacrificing yourself for, and when they can look at you, even in your perfection or your imperfection and see, look, she's trying She's trying at home. She's trying at work. She's trying with her health. She's trying with her kids. She's trying. She's doing all this wonderful stuff. She's trying. And instead of recognizing that commonality, can turn around and stab you, another woman, in the back by wanting to step in with your husband. Oh, that is big. And it's time that we acknowledged that betrayal as well. We get so focused on the betrayal of the spouse and the betrayal of the wedding vows and the betrayal of this. Look at the betrayal from another woman. Look at the betrayal from another woman. That is primal. Because we as humans have to have each other's back. Whether it was on the hunt or raising each other's kids and helping each other give birth and being at the watering hole. Connection is primal. Betraying another human goes against everything that is normal and natural, especially for another woman. And yes, you might be thinking, that sounds a little sexist, Laura. Maybe it does, but uh uh-uh. It's not. Because we still are not equal in this society, in any society on Earth. And until we are completely equal, the betrayal of a woman by another woman is worse. And I want you to acknowledge that and I want you to sit with that and I want you to think about that and process that right here, right now, go back and think about the times when another woman betrayed you and how painful it was. It can be as far back as your mother The mother wound. That is a betrayal. A girl to a girl, a woman to a girl. Women have to have each other's back. Otherwise, it's a betrayal of the girl code. And that compounded with the comparison that you're suddenly thrown into, compounded with the fact that you have loved and been in partnership with your partner for a long time. Of course, you're going to be more angry with the other woman than you are with your spouse. And when you are, it just makes you a normal, natural, good person. (sighs) And it's okay. It's okay to be more angry with them. It's okay to hate them more. Because sometimes in that hate, in that rage, in that anger, it teaches you everything that not to be. Everything not to ever do to another woman, or to another human being. It can make you feel such revulsion that it brings about clarity that even in a non-sexual arena, at work or at home, in life, that you would never betray another woman. A few weeks ago, I just have to end with this story. A few weeks ago, we were flying home from, oh, it was from our anniversary trip. And we stopped in the airport and we wanted to get something to eat and something to drink. And there was a really nice wine bar there. And I had been sitting in a lounge connected to Wi-Fi working on a project. It was a timed test project that I was working on. We moved to the restaurant. I logged on and my husband ordered. And he started pushing me. What do you want? What do you want? She's coming over here. Tell me what you want. And I said, I'm in the middle of this time test. I will order next time she comes around. And he was saying, we don't have time. We don't have time. And he was getting, you know, a little antsy over like, just order, just order. And I'm saying, I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. And the waitress comes up and he went to order for me, which can be nice. But in this instant, it didn't feel nice. And he said, I'll have this wine and she will have. And I said, I don't know what I want yet. I will order it the next time. And the waitress looked at him and looked at me and I said, I'm in a hurry. And I started typing and she said, I'm going to do what she says because I'm a woman and I know girl code and I am on team woman. And I looked up and I was just like, thank you. And then I finished my time test. And then when it was done, I could leisurely look at the menu and select the kind of wine that I wanted. And when it was all done, I walked my husband through that situation. I know he was trying to be nice. What I didn't take the time to say, because I was in the middle of a time test, was that I want to leisurely enjoy the menu and look at it and order something that's really going to bring me joy in this moment. And that other woman was astute enough to recognize that and to say, I'm on team girl. I can't remember if she said team girl or team woman. But I'm on team girl, and I'm doing what she says. And I'm not going to bring her the wine that you order when she specifically asked me to wait. And sometimes it can be that simple. But it's profound. And I, for one, am on team girl. I am on team woman. I will support and defend and help up and adjust the crown of any woman, anywhere, anytime, because I know we are in this together. And whatever your experience is, I challenge you to do the same. I challenge you to have other women's backs and to declare it out loud, loud and proud. And then to put your money where your mouth is. To walk the talk. Because there are women out there who are not this way. But the only way they are going to change and to see the light and the only way we are going to rise together is if we unify. Can you imagine a world where another woman would never become the other woman? Simply because she would not do that to somebody else. Because she would realize, whoa, if I were in this position, I would want my husband to talk to me or address his pain in some other way. And I am going to stand in integrity and solidarity with other women and say, hey, buddy, this could be really fun. But this is not what I would do to somebody else. And that's the kind of world that I envision for all of us. Where we truly can stand in safety and solidarity. To speak our truths and to help each other speak our truths. So wherever you are at with the other woman, whether you feel like you have forgiveness or not, whether you are more mad or less mad at them, I challenge you to just think about three things. One, you don't ever have to compare yourself to them because the only criteria were that they were available and willing. Second, when you look at them, that's how your husband felt about himself at the inside. And even if you're thinking, wow, they were really, really good, 9.9999999% of the time, it's this false really goodness. It's an ego state. Maybe your husband was going through that too, trying to prove how awesome they are by just being so amazing. They attract a partner that reflects who they are inside. And third, if you're still wanting to defend your partner, it's because you were a partner and you know how to be a partner. So this experience should have taught you who you are, a good person, what you value. And how to be a better woman for our daughters, for our sisters, for our mothers, for our friends. I hope you have gotten something good to ponder and to think about out of this. Reach out to me and share your takeaways. Share your situation and let's go deeper. Laura at LauraCheadle.com And like I said at the beginning, please Like, share, subscribe, and let's get this information out there for women everywhere. Have an amazing week and always remember to flaunt exactly who you are because who you are is always more than enough.
0: Are you looking for a great way to make
1: new connections and spread your wings? Revel is a new kind of social platform exclusively for women over forty, where you can do just that. With virtual and in real life events, authentic conversations, and no ads, Revel is the community site exclusively designed for like-minded, fabulous, fun women in midlife. Learn more and join for free at hellorevel slash flaunt. That's hello R E V is Victor E L dot com slash flaunt come
0: join us it's nourishing and super fun tune in next time to flaunt find your sparkle and create a life you love after infidelity or betrayal with radio host and live choreographer laura Cheadle every wednesday at 7 a.m and 7 p.m eastern time on syndicated dream vision 7 radio network Develop Naked Self-Worth and reclaim your confidence, enthusiasm, and joy so you can create a life you love and embrace who you are today. Download your free Sparkle Through Betrayal Recovery Guide at NakedSelfWorth.com.